What's going on, y'all? This is Lita Johnson, man, and I'm here to talk to y'all a little bit real quick. This is going to be like a quick little, you know, piece of Penn State radio. I got a further one I'm going to do to break down rankings and how good these guys can be just for the Penn State fans to know what type of prospects they got. But let's do a 2019 update. We know that Devon Ellis and Smith Vilbert are here. There were two locks I had. Um... Devon Ellis at one time was like 80%. He was like at 70%. And then he went back up to 100 to a lot. And I just knew, you know, when you follow some of these recruitments, man, sometimes you're going to be right, sometimes you're going to be wrong. You're most of the times you're right, so you're following the right guy. Now, Smith Vilbert is a guy that's not talked about enough. He's just not. I mean, you know, Devon Ellis is a four-star. Um, we put him in there with the Fred Hansen, Ellison Jordan. We get Ellison Jordan healthy. We get um, Robert Windsor is going to have a big year, sort of like Sharif Miller did. He's going to progress. He's going to be something. You know what I mean? I, guys like that, just to see how Penn State develop them, should make you excited about guys like Fred Hansen and Ellison Jordan. Once they get on the field, you saw the impact they have. P.J. Mustafa is the real deal. He's going to be a hard guy to mess with in that defensive line. He's just going to be real hard to mess with. But he's there also. Antonio Shelton, you hear so many rave reviews about Antonio Shelton and what he does. Three stars. Um, he's gotten stronger. He's better. I mean, he should be talked about. But it is really, really something. Now, you're looking at the transfers for a reason. Transfers are happening for the simple fact that when you look at transfers and um, you look at they look at the depth chart and they look at who they're going to have to fight to come up. You know, you, everybody's around these coaches. We're not around these coaches who's showing, uh, not, you know, on per se Penn State side favoritism, but showing that the intrigue of these guys could cut into the, the intrigue of the guy that's been working here for a couple of years. Uh, like Jawan Johnson had the drops. I mean, once he had that type of season in Polk, even though he didn't have that type of season, you know, he had some of them, but he was more consistent than Jawan was when he was called upon. Um, but now these guys, even though Polk was a four-star, Jermaine was big-time four-star, it's other guys that have to come in. If you didn't impact the way they wanted you to that year, now it's like now everybody's going to get that um, same rotation. But what that's doing is the young guys have more time, so they're going to get more time to shine. K.J. Hamler came in and made it look good for all the receivers coming in. So now Justin Shorter, Johan Dotson, so some uh, spectacular you know, play last year, so did Matt Hipperhammer. Cameron Sullivan Brown showed, you know, when he gets in there. I mean, Daniel George, when they get in there, they impact it. So, I mean, of course, Gerard Parker is looking like a kid in a candy store looking at all this. And, and Jawan Johnson, them know the deal. They know the future. They know more than we know. So, of course, they're going to go. The big surprise was Lamont Wade. All right. Lamont Wade was the big surprise. I just didn't think that that would happen as much as they went after him. Who knows what's going on? Like, we, we don't know what's going on inside there. But Lamont Wade sees the competition, too. You got Marquise Wilson coming in. You got a hometown guy, Keaton Ellis, coming in, who just went up. Shot. I'm so glad 247 finally recognized how elite the guy is. Okay, they got two elite corners and Ellis and Wilson coming in. Then you still got Joey Porter Jr. coming in. So now it's really going to look bad there. And then you're looking at the safety position. Taylor and Sutherland are right there. There's no way I see Wade getting there the way Sutherland played. One guy was like, well, they play the same position. Taylor is a cornerback. He can play strong safety or free safety. So it's not no limit to him. He can play. He he proved he could play the stronger position, but we know he could play the free safety position if he played the strong safety. The guy's a good cover guy. 
and he can hit. So he's just evolved his career at the safety position. And I don't think those two guys are moving. Brisker's not. Why do you think Humphrey's left? Humphrey, see what it is. You got guys like um, Brisker coming in and, and Tyler Rudolph. And so now some something is floating in the air with that because it's like, oh, well, they see something? Because I would think this year, you know, but Humphreys know he came in the same time, you know, around the same time, um, and he don't see – he sees Taylor leaving. But then you see he must see something else, like he's not going to get no time. I would think Humphreys would stay around. That's another surprise. I loved Isaiah Humphreys. I loved Isaiah Humphreys. But he knows something we don't know, or Wade do too. For those two guys to be in the transfer portal, and Isaiah Humphreys is with Cal, okay, so he, he went to Cal. So that's big there. But let's talk about 2019 guys. I said Jaquez Soros is 90%. I said Nick Cross is 80% from 90%. Just feel like Florida State is more of a uh, lean than just giving them um, a 90% clip. I see him more of a guy that's still, you know, that 10% clip was more like he's there. So they have a chance, but. You know, you look at what's going on, they have more of a chance. So I still give them a low percentage, but they get more of a percentage, you know, based off homework. So I just think Nick Cross is going to commit. Doug Nestor, no. Don't, I mean, homework on that seems like Doug Nestor is going to still be a hard state, man. I know what I mean. So uh, what do I give him with Penn State? I give him a 20% clip in Penn State. You know, I give him a 20%. Um, Jacquez Searles, I'm looking at 90%. I was going to go to 80% a little bit. South Carolina makes, you know, uh, see where they at there. Jaquez Soros, you got to look at where he's at. And I think Jawan Sider, I'm going with his resume, what he's done for Penn State and Florida and, and, and what they're saying about Soros and what he says about Penn State. I mean, then I go to people behind him and, and talk to people there. Then, then you got to talk to the people who also recruit them besides Penn State and you look at uh, the floor, I mean, other schools that want Jacquez Soros. And I look at it, Penn State looks like the favorite in that. Also, um, Brett Seether. Brett Seether, I, I was on the 80% clip, man. I was on the 80% clip, but I'm going to go to 70%. I just feel like um, Alabama's making a push. There's other schools, but they're they the only school I see on there. I'm looking, and you're just looking back and forth and what you're reading into. I just think right now, it's a uh, 70% clip. We'll see what happens more and more. But I went down from an 80% clip to a 70% clip with him. I went down from from that point. You know, I mean, I keep going down. It's just that it's just more traction going on that recruiting front. It really is. Alabama's making a push. And other schools are looking to um, get that seat there. And he's enjoying his recruitment. He's enjoying where he's going. And, you know, I've talked to him. It's just a real good uh, – We'll just see what happens, you know, because it could go down. I'm just every week I'm always looking or every day. I'm, you know, you got to understand I'm doing basketball, football. So, you know, I get this stuff. Uh, you know, I have a rotation and it looks like the guys now Mark Anthony Richards. A lot of people are talking about Mark Anthony Richards. And 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 rightfully so. Rightfully so. They're, they're, they're saying, um, well, Mark Anthony, one guy, you know, I got the Stooge Patrol, some followers I got, I caught. They just like to get on there and just, you know, I, I, I mess with them. They just like to get on there to be known. But, but no, um, they was like, Mark Anthony Richards, yeah, Mark Anthony Richards is being recruited real good by Jawan Sider. And it's, and it's been like, if you're really, and if, if you're trying to 
uh, another guy, people want to pay attention to certain, you know, predictions. And I'm not even going to go into it, but just do your homework. All right. If you're doing your homework, if you're a guy that either you're a follower and you're listening or you're a recruiter and you're trying to be an analyst and you're trying to go in deep, just do your homework. Mark Anthony Richards looks like a 70 percent Penn State clip. I just feel like he's there. Uh, the the recruitment has picked up ever since the transfers, you know, what I mean, have went down like Penn State has went harder on on a lot of recruits. They got so much space now. Do you see the transfer portal and the, the, the guys who don't want to play football no more? Do you see how much space is opened up for Penn State? They are going in on recruits. Um, Guys like TJ Jones, don't see no traction in that. Just don't. Lawrence Cager, that's the one you need to watch out for next month. Um, it's going to be a visit. And, you know, signing day is coming soon. So, I expect Cager 6'5". He's, he's a guy that could be an end zone threat. I think that'd be good for um, a six-four quarterback like Tommy Stevens. You get a six-five guy. You got Pat Freemuth. Uh, you got uh, Zach Kuntz, six-seven. So it's good to have those tall guys. Justin Shorter, he's coming. He's six-four, six-five. These guys, it's good to have those guys with a tall quarterback. I think it's going to be a big difference in the offense with the taller quarterback. McSorley is one of the toughest quarterbacks I ever saw in college football history, and one of the best. All right, and to do it for a program like that. You are one of the best to get the all-time records. But if he was 6'4", 6'5", we would be talking Heisman Trophy winner. Would have been, could have been national championship. It's going to be interesting to see what Tommy Stevens does. He always impressed on spring practices. But McSorley, a leader, a guy that never regressed and went down and was beat out for the position. And then it shows the respect they have for Tommy Stevens because they put this man, they made a position for this man. So they have to be excited, too, to see him for this year. Same thing I said when Miles Sanders came back to back up Saquon Barkley. I said, this guy's going to come out and, bl- and, and blow up. He was the number one running back, and he went. And then to learn behind another guy that was successful, that just shows you the, the, the running back status of Penn State. Now, also, um, if we're talking about other recruits, guys I want to get on real quick. Um, Jonathan Allen, no, he's no, he's not. Offensive lineman, I don't see no traction in that at all. I just don't. I mean, they like these guys like Penn State, TJ Jones, Allen, but no, it's um, wisdom of Saboro, Asaboro. He's a guy. No, nah, I don't see no traction. Uh, Demarion Houston, nah, no traction. Um, you know, he got the offer. Of course, he likes Penn State, but I mean, it's just not. It's undecisive. You know, it's just real. You know, you stick with the guys. These guys have been messing with. You know, uh, T.J. Jones is in Florida, so you know uh, Miami for the Florida Gators, the Hurricane, the Florida Gators going after him. Um, just in those, just 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 think about young, young Nick. Um, let me get back. Jaquai Soros. I'm talking about young. I'm thinking Nick Young because I'm clashing myself. Nick Cross, Jaquan Soros, Jaquai Soros. All right, Jacquez Soros, excuse me on my names, everybody. Don't come down to my house and bang it down. And my son's name is, no, 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 but um, <laughs> Brett Seether. That's a guy to look at there. Everybody knows, why the, Jared Harrison Hunt is a lock. I, I really don't even like to run into him because I feel like he's a lock. It's over with. I mean, it's nobody. You see people like Miami and Alabama trying to make pitches in Ohio State. No, they have, no, it's over. No, he's having fun though. But nah, I don't nah. Then you know through a um, 
I'll tell you once he commits, I'll let people know more about that. Once he commits to a school, you'll know more and more about, you know, if things start to change, I'll let you know automatically, you know, but uh, Jared Harrison Hunt is a lock. There's no other locks right now. Mark Anthony Richards, 70 percent. Brett Seether, 70 percent. Nick Cross went down to 80 percent. Jacque Soros, 90%. Okay, that's your guys. And Lawrence Cajun, I give it a 50-50, but I'm going to say 60-40. I'm going to stop playing. I'm going to stop playing. Lawrence Cajun, um, Gerard Parker, Jawan Sider went in and visited this guy. You know, they've been going after him, and he's scheduled a visit. So I just don't think you go into a situation knowing how receivers get down, knowing the resume of Chris Godwin and Deshaun Hamilton, and you go in there, and then you look at Mike Jasicki, the receivers coach, the receiving and, and, and where he's leaving. And then, you know, Cajun and Penn State have a history. So I don't think, and then he's, and you know, Jawan Siders from the Florida area. He's coming from the Hurricanes. And then what I hear on his side of things, that he likes Penn State. Um, and also what I won't, discla- won't put out is, you know, a lot of extra things that were said. And I'm like, hey, man. Then, you know, I still hear, you know, there's other schools involved and, other programs that that you know are interested in them, but in this the the big high one is the Penn State, just to highlight that. And I feel like he comes in there with his last year. What, what do you want to do? Do you want to play? And and you come in there and we talking about where would he be at? Do you think he would be fourth? No, I think he would get plenty of time. I think he would be the starter. Then him and Stevens would become a very good unit together. Two seniors. They would be him and Pat Freemurth. They were all turning to a good squire. And the next guy in charge is who's next is Sean Clifford. And the guys he came in with, like Justin Short, they were all, they've all grown together. And I think they're trying to get a veteran receiver to help. They just don't want to put everything on these young guys because, you know, Hamler would be a red shirt sophomore. And you bring in Dotson and you bring in Shorter as sophomores. I mean, you really want your guys to have a veteran around them. And I think that's what Penn State is trying to do. And I think it'll happen. I think so. You know, those are the guys. That's another guy to add to it, you know, if you went to that point. Now, I want to um, clearly say that I feel like the running back situation is big. I really do. I don't really think people understand the running back situation in Penn State. Ricky Slade's about to have a I mean he's so fast. You know, I remember um Stephen A. Smith was like, well, Saquon Barker reminds me of Barry Sanders. Well, I, I respect opinions and I have to start being such an asshole on some opinions. I'm like, what, what? Because Barry Sanders was my favorite running back of all time. Him and Bo Jackson are like one, two or sometimes one one depends on how I feel when I wake up. All right now, Saquon is bigger than him. Okay, but that doesn't mean anything. If you run like him, you run like him. If you play like him, you play like him. He doesn't play like Barry. He has good moves, but he he just he doesn't he doesn't move, he doesn't move like Barry. You know, and, and maybe because of the size, they don't look like it. But he does have those feet, so I can see people saying that. That's why to me, it's more of a. Um, I give you 5% of my credibility of, of, of my okay on that, Stephen A. I do. 
But I don't think he's – I think he's more Barry saying Bo Jackson because of his, his size and how he moves and his size, his athletic ability, what he does, how he moves. He's just a Bo Jackson guy to me. I'm, I'm sorry. You, you ain't even seen no guy come in where people say Bo Jackson. Have anybody seen this guy run? He can run over you, run around you. I mean, what can you do? You can hit him in the air. You're going to bounce off of him. It's an athlete, man. You see what he was doing when he was at Penn State bench pressing? And then he running four threes on people. Four, four, oh, my God. You know, so that's it. But Ricky Slade, he reminds me of Barry. The way he moves, how fast he moves, how fast he, he made me a Barry and Emmett mixed. He can run, he can run uh, through two, he can run through in between the cracks fast and explode like Emmett Smith did. Or he could run around you and jip you and shoo. You know, like he looks like Barry and Emmett. You know, a glance of them both put into one. It's running styles. Jeremy Brown can run with power and he has super speed. I mean, you, I think, I think he's the underrated player on the offense because now I think, now Devin Ford, I think, is definitely going to get some time this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's no doubt, no question that Devin Ford is going to come in and get some, some ball time. When Miles Sanders gone, it changes. The Thomas graduating, it changes things around. Ricky Slade, Journey Brown, Devin Ford. And then you're still going to have some time for Noah Brown. I mean, Noah Kane, because if Mark Allen, Miles Sanders, and Jonathan Thomas, and Ricky Slade was getting some time, I'm looking at that four. Noah Kane, Devin Ford, Journey Brown. And uh, Ricky Slade. And, and everybody talking about the Lion. Everybody talking about, I, I was like, because I don't know if they're going to use it this year since Tommy Stevens on quarterback. But I said, if they do use the Lion scheme, if they use the Lion scheme for anybody to come out of another position to play another position, that would be Micah Parsons. I think you could sit back there and have two running backs. And Micah can block. Micah won somebody down, bow. And, and, and then you can also have to the point where you put somebody else in there and they block for Micah. Or that that, that, that running back goes out and plays receiver. And you let Micah go ahead and run. You can, and then once he becomes a weapon, you can fake people out. You can you can all of a sudden have two two running backs. Say you have Micah and you got Ricky back there. Whoa, that's crazy. You got Micah and Ricky back there. And people are thinking, well, they're going to run Micah? Same thing I used to think, you know, with Tommy Stevens. Is he going to throw the ball? Is he going to run the ball? Then you see Tommy Stevens over there as a receiver. And then what people do is go over there and try to guard him because they're like, oh, they got Tommy Stevens. They're going to throw it to him. Then they don't throw it to him. They throw it to another receiver. You can use Micah the same way you use Tommy, as a decoy and as a weapon. Because Micah going to run through some people. He's going to score touchdowns. He might be your best goal line running back from five, ten yards, even from ten yards. Because he's a dynamic running back. So I could see this happening, maybe not this year or maybe never. Who knows? But I did, I, I do, I remember hearing Franklin talk about what Michael wants to play. And when the coach puts stuff out, he don't put stuff out just for play. He was like, Michael want to do this, he want to do that. And he also put out the fact that he wants to play running back right now. So you don't think that's in his head? When you see that your star freshman has showed out and, and, and made you look once again, the man that made the right choice, the man that brought and he impacts right away. You want to say what you said to him on recruiting day because he also said that. 
It was a couple of programs. I think it was Alabama and Ohio State. But Penn State was the program that said, yeah, uh, we'll explore options of putting them at running back. So, I mean, we're going to see that soon. and I'm, I'm anxious to see that. I really am. We're going to see that soon, man. He's going to do some special things at Penn State. Um, at receiver, I'm just ready to see Justin Shorter get down. I mean, I know Jahan Dotson, that's my guy. Uh, I mean, I'm a PA guy, so I'm all fan. Uh, Dotson is just my favorite of uh, all bias terms, but on realistical terms without scratching off the bias, it's Justin Shorter. That dude is something special. And when he gets going, it's going to be crazy. I could really see Justin Shorter and Cager taking most of the snaps as the outside guys and handling the slot, being a dynamic guy. And it's going, but I think the the top three guys will be them. Then Cager goes, and here comes Dotson. I really think that ends up happening because you want if you can you get Cager impact and shorter starts to impact, which I, I I just know he will. Once they start giving him the snaps, I know he will. It's just when they decide to do it. All right, them two guys being tall on the outside is going to be hard to stop. And this is a very underrated Penn State team because people just don't know. They don't know how good and dynamic Tommy Stevens is. If you lose your homework, you see if you put a guy at receiver, you know he has to be dynamic as an athlete. If you feel like I got to get this man some time. And you look at Ricky Slade, those four running backs. Why don't you do your homework on who those running backs are? Nobody thought Noah Kane was coming or Devin Ford was coming to Penn State. Nobody thought that. Nobody thought it. Now they're here. So what do you think is going to happen? And people, I know people are sitting in their playbooks like, ooh, when they start playing these guys. Because they're not going to be ready for Ford and Kane when they start giving them the ball because then it's not an offense trained for them. And they are dynamic elite running backs. You have four elite running backs. One guy was going to tell me about one follower about Johnny Brown. Man, if, a, if, if he's better than a five, four or five star, he's a three star. I'm saying to myself, you just don't know football, do you? Like it's never happened. It's happened numerous times. It's not a common thing. Of course, it's not supposed to be a common thing. Well, that means all the rivals in 247 sports rankings are about to be cut up. But what is a common thing is unstarred and low star players being better than four or five star, like three stars, four or five. That's happening. Don't you do, do your homework. People got to do their homework before they start, you know, stop it. Just stop it. Okay. Um. I'm going down the line on some roster roster things. I'm still thinking C.J. Thorpe and Rasheed Walker take over on the line. I mean, Mike Miranda could. Desmond Holmes could. You know, you got the guard tackle. Those are two other guys who, you know, are in there. You know, don't I wouldn't knock out Juice, but I think they want to keep Manet there for the foundation purposes, guys who have been in those positions. I said Juice. I think Juice is the type of guy. No doubt in my mind, Juice Scruggs is the type of guy who could go to center and you say, I can move Manet to guard. But I doubt it. I ain't really heard too much hype on Juice. Juice might be getting the saving, you know. You got a real good, you got the best center and guard. Center, He can go to guard, too. You got the best center in the nation. That's where you recruited, Frederick Scruggs. The man gets down. So he will have his time soon. Um... We're talking about defensive line. That's just, listen, you can't talk about the defensive line. Because you could just, it's just too fun. Shaq and Tony and, and, and Matos Gross. Now, when people say, oh, Jason Oway, so many fans. Are, you see what the people are already. Now, that's another big reason why transfers. Because some fans, 
not because of the fans, but some fans know the popularity of some of these guys. And I told you that some guys go because some guys are in more favor and take time from these guys. Not that they're just saying that, like university saying you need to go and transfer because you're not going to get no time. No, your time's going to get cut into. You know who these guys are. Jason Noway, he's going to get plenty of time. He's going to be the key guy off the – him and, and Shane Simmons are going to be the key backups. Key backups. And Shane Simmons was a, a high four-star. This guy is a monster, an animal. Okay, then you got Jason Oway backing up now. Then you still got Daniel Joseph. So then you come with Shakatoni. Shakatoni deserves it, man. I mean, he deserves it. I don't need to say nothing. Though. If you're a Penn State person or if you're somebody in the Big Ten who's played Penn State, you know about Shakatoni. So, all right, I'm done with it. If you played Penn State in the bowl, if anybody has it, you know who Shakatoni is. All right. Um, the defensive line is just that one spot. I'm up in the air. I say Fred Hansen. He was a big time uh, recruit that they wanted in that class. He decommitted. They went and got him. He was a big recruit. He's healthy. He's in there. He got to come. In. You got to come in the spring and show it. And I think he could. I think the backup guy will be Mustafa and, and Shelton. They will get, you know, Mustafa and Shelton are the key backup guys. And Ellison Jordan, he comes in there. He's going to get time, but it's going to be Mustafa and Shelton. All right, Judge Culpepper comes in there. Can't wait to see how he gets down. That guy was a beast. I'm really – Judge Culpepper? Woof. I mean, they got some guys in, on their team. Nick Tarberton is another guy who um, – he won't get that time at linebacker. It'll be defensive end. That's another guy. You, you, you're talking about another guy you're adding. Like, seriously, they got some people on this line. And I just think um, – like I said, I picked Hanson. My, my picks are Hanson, Winston. Matos Gross and Tony. And once again, there's two things that can stop my predictions. Practice, if somebody earns a position or injury. So, but that's what I'm picking at this point right now, who I think will be it. Linebackers, Michael Parsons, Cam Brown, and Jane Johnson. A lot of people, oh, Ellis Brooks. What about Ellis Brooks? Ellis Brooks, this see, fans again. They love these guys. But Jan Johnson put in his work last year. Y'all don't remember who Jan that disrespectful. You don't remember Jan Johnson not losing his job to nobody last year? And you mean to tell me coming into this season, you think he's going to – do you know how important seniors are to a football team? Productive seniors? Then when you get one that can stand out, he's not going anywhere. He's a leader. He's been here longer than Ellis Brooks. Micah Parsons broke into it. It's no doubt. Coa Farmer gone. It's time for Micah. Micah going to get more stats. I think he just has an unbelievable season, possibly All-American season. And then you get Cam Brown, who has just been that guy. Everybody, oh, Brandon Smith. And then, man, come on. Y'all, I know these guys are good, but they got to wait their turn. They know it. They watch football, too. You come in and get your snaps, though, like Micah Parsons did, like Jesse Lucetta did, like Ellis Brooks did. Smith is going to get snaps. Dixon's going to get snaps. They're going to be key contributors, no doubt. These are impact players. But they're going to have to wait their turn for the starting position. Jesse Lucetta is going to be there getting his time. I mean, it's going to be a real, real, real good linebacking core. This year is intriguing, very intriguing. That now there's no more, oh, Penn State, no linebackers, huh? And then 2020, which I'm about to talk about in a minute. We'll talk about that. Cornerbacks, it's all no doubt John Reed and uh, Tariq Cashel Fields. And I think as far as the third guy, the nickel guy, that's going to be, um, what's his name? Um, <laughs> 
Man, he got my last name. Donovan Johnson. Johnsons are just, you know, Johnsons, we show out, man. And his speed, I just can't wait to see him now. It's it's his job. Zach is gone. Z-Mac is gone. Shout out to Z-Mac. Zach McPherson, um, productive uh, cornerback. But he also knew that his time was coming. He knew that Donovan Johnson was going to take more of his snap. Then you got all these other guys coming in. It's like, what am I going to do? It's crowded now at cornerback. You still got Jabari Butler there. You still got DJ Brown there. Who We'll see how much time he gets. He was a standout in Georgia. Standout. One of my favorite recruits they got. So let's see where he goes. Let's see if he climbs up the depth chart somehow. But uh, Jabari Butler has been a good special team. I mean, he was good in the Southland Conference, man. He's, he's a talented cornerback. So let's see how those guys come. But you still got Marquise Wilson. I guarantee you they get snaps. Uh, we'll see what happens with Joey Porter. We'll see what happens. I don't know if he'll get no snaps this year. But Marquise Wilson and and Keaton Ellis, he was the first recruit. Let's see what he does in practice, maybe to get some time. Let's see what happens. Let's just see what happens, man. He was the first guy to sign on with this class. So let's just see what happens um, with, with him. Now, safeties are Sutherland Taylor, I told you. And coming in... um. Patricia, he comes in. He's still there. Um, he'll get some time. You look at that Brisker, who could with, with Wade out, that really changes the dynamic of things. Tyler Rudolph and Brisker are really going to get some hard looks for this team. Really get some hard looks. I really see a lot on this team as far as and and don't be surprised. Listen, it's one guy, Charlie Catch here. He can play linebacker. He um. But don't be surprised. He's also can play safety. Don't be surprised if he switched or whatever. I mean, I'm really looking at that position, just like Tarbenton. If he, I doubt if he comes back to linebacker, it could be defensive end. But we'll see what happens. I just think this is a, a built team. All right. Now, last thing I want to talk about is the 2020 class because I've been loving this class for a minute. Been talking to Bressy. I've contacted Bressy, contacted Fleming. Those are two of my guys there. Fleming is still number one in this class entirely to me. He just that's just my opinion. And Bressy's number two. These two guys, if Penn State can land these two guys, wow. I mean, from 2017, even before, Franklin has gotten better and better and better. His recruiting is immaculate. Soon he'll be doing the same thing. I'm telling you, mark my words. I say... Give it two years. Not next year, but the next year. You'll start seeing a change to where Penn State becomes the elite team like Alabama was. I'm just saying. There'll be one of those teams that you're going to have to be one of those top two teams that you cannot touch. And you're not going to end up touching in no type of way until you get to the national championship. And that team has a last chance to touch them. Penn State is too stacked. Great coaches. Everybody questioned Franklin. You know the hard job he had to do last year. He had to lose all those key players. Like, y'all have to be crazy. Yo, he made a decision. But usually, before, those decisions would work because he had the players. Stop it. It's, y'all got to stop. Y'all, y'all, y'all act like those drops wasn't happening with those receivers. It's crazy. It's so crazy, the disrespect I've heard on Franklin. It's crazy. But, um, Bressy, I, I still say uh, uh, Fleming's a lot. Bressy, I still say I say 70%, man. It's just, you know, it's just too many guys going in for this guy. 
But Penn State has did a hell of a job. They are on Bressy. They are on this guy. And he has, like I say, he has talent better than both. This guy can be something. 6'5", 290. This kid. Wow. Um, Mikhail Sherman and Khalil Mullins are the two, two. Like, I think Khalil Mullins um, right now is Michigan. But that's like 60% because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys after him. And Penn State gets that 30% mark. I mean, 40% mark to me. I mean. They don't get the whole 40. There's a lot of teams in there, but, you know, they get a nice mark. If I had to get Penn State, I'd say 20% right now. Say 20%. Matter of fact, I'd say 25 because they have a good, you know, relationship with him. He's been around, been camp. I mean, he's did all that. Mikhail Sherman, I'm going, um, I'm going to go 70% right now. I was going to go 60, but 70%. I think he's Penn State. I mean, you know, Ohio State's a team that's on him, but I think he's Penn State. But Khalil, nah. I think right now it's still um I think it's still um still Michigan. So we'll see how that turns out. Chris Tyree, lock Penn State. Jaden Potton, lock Penn State. Aaron Parks, lock Penn State. Um Raheem Jared, nope. Seems like Ohio State or Alabama's making a push. And they coming. And there's other programs too. He's on the side. He's fifty percent everything right now. I mean, he's just having a good time. But I know Penn State's not in it no more. You know, those are some updates. Um, Jalen Burgers are 50%. We don't know what's going to happen in that particular point. Ohio State's doing a good job. But Berger, I talked to him, I mean, uh, you know, last year. And, um, you know, he was on Penn State. And then looking at now, I just follow his recruitment through people around him and where it's going and schools. And Berger still, you know, has love for Penn State. But um, it's going to be – Marshawn Lloyd is Georgia right now. I don't see Penn State on it. I see Penn State like good 20% clip on Marshawn Lloyd. I just think Georgia's on that real good. Will Penn State get two running backs? I think it could happen, but I don't think they're in a rush for it right now. But I still think it could happen, man. All right, no doubt in my mind, that can happen. So those are my updates um, clearly on 2020 right now. Um, once I, the next Penn State radio, I will go further, further into that. Also, Penn State basketball. Hold your breaths, everybody. I understand it's a hard year. I understand. You know, what I predicted and what I think, I mean, the season ain't over, but 12 losses is hard to get in the tournament. You know, they might get in the NIT again and do their thing. But that young talent, which I thought Lamar Stevens, and what really is disappointing me is Mike Watkins. With him not being as impactful as he used to be, it really changes the, 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 excuse me, the dynamic of their team. They don't have an inside presence. He was playing defense. He was, he was elite on both sides of the floor. He's not doing that no more. And that really hurts Penn State. Everybody want to know what – that's what hurts them. I mean, if you got freshmen who are impacting like Dredd and uh, Bolton, and then you got guys like Marion Jones who also is coming in there doing something. You got Josh Reeves is still there with Lamar Stevens. You know, you still got Harar and you still um, got Butrick doing his thing. All those guys are, are, are contributing. You need Mike Watkins to level it all out because if it's a big guy in there that can pass out, they can do his thing inside, they can block shots, it makes them win games. It's just, it just takes a lot from their defense and their offense, and that is the big thing right there going on with Penn State. There's no doubt. Jamar Wheeler is another. Jameer Wheeler, I mean, he, he's as good as he is. He's a good defender. 
He's not better than Bolton to score. You put him in there, you let him start. You know, you let your now they're letting their uh, freshman come off the bench, which is smart because you see what's going on. You're putting a lot of pressure on them, and the team is not totally together. I'm telling you, Mike Watkins is it. I mean, without him doing what he could do, it's totally different. You don't have Tony Carr in there. The, you know, the, the the sophomore after having been a freshman becomes a sophomore has a big season, and everything that Watkins didn't have, he substituted for. There's not a guy in there to help Stevens. All these guys are contributors. They're good players, but they're not experienced in this. You need Mike Watkins. You need your seniors. Same thing with, you know, a lot of schools, that's what they have. All right, so, and then you, they're recruiting good. Uh, Chuck Harris and Jalen Bridges. Jalen Bridges, a 2020 small forward. And with Jalen Bridges, um, it'll be between West Virginia and Penn State right now. I've said this numerous times. Chuck Harris. A lot of teams looking for him. I think he's a Penn State lean right now. I give Chuck Harris um, a good 60% clip right now. And Jalen Bridges is 50-50. We'll just see where that goes. Both of them are going to visit. So watch out for that. Noah Farrakhan. Watch out. Great offer. IMG. Super talent. So we're going to see on that. Right now, it's just Michael Brown Jones, who plays for IMG. Plays with Noah Farrakhan. So watch out for that movement. Uh, he's committed to Penn State. So um, just watch out. All right. Now I'm out of here, y'all. That was a quickie. I mean, I know it's third, you know, it's around 40 minutes, but I wanted to get y'all, uh, you know, I, I usually sit down, you know, break down a lot. But this is when I, I wanted to get Penn State, you know, a little update on a lot of things on their sports, man. Follow Leader Man. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Like my page on Facebook. Um, for the uh, NF, for my prospect predictions, you can go to NFL Draft Room and see my prospect predictions for all high school, for football, certain football athletes. And you also got prospect predictions on stock risers for certain basketball, high school basketball athletes. So go check it out on stockrisers.com and NFLDraftRoom.com. Until the next time, y'all, I'm out. Follow the leader.